Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Joining us right now, he is a columnist with the Boston Globe. It is Dan McGowan. And uh, Dan, let's start off. Uh, Governor McKee really was laying low. Uh, I was kind of keeping track. No events planned. They released the video, the preview of his state of the state. He did deliver it. And, uh, you know, the Globe obviously has coverage of it. But I'd like to hear Dan McGowan's thoughts on Governor McKee's state of the state. Well, you just brought up a really interesting point, John. I mean, usually with these kind of states of the state or the, you know, budget when they cause usually comes out, obviously it's going to budget will come out today. Usually it's a little bit of like a road show for the governors, right? They, they want to go out and, uh, you know, make their case to, to the voters and to the, or to just, you know, their constituents uh, across the state. Hey, we're going to invest a hundred million in housing. Hey, we're going to, you know, do this thing at URI Life Sciences Center. Um, you know, you, you kind of make your, this is always something Gina Raimondo did. Um, and in the past, I think even, even Governor McKee has to some degree uh, done it. This one, this strategy is a little different. You're right. He kind of has laid low. He had no events on Wednesday, the day after the state of the state, which is usually the, you know, really the kickoff. Again, you do a road show where you go every, you know, you go to everywhere and you, you know, make your case that th- this is team Rhode Island, as he said, in his state of the, you know, the state of the state on Tuesday night. So a little bit surprising given that, you know, he, he has, um, he has a relatively good story to share, right? It's not as though in Rhode Island's case, you know, it's not as though this is a budget or a year where we're talking about massive cuts. We're not, you know, we're, we're still coming off that sort of high of, uh, you know, federal, uh, you know, the, just the uh, surge of federal money, you know, post COVID. Um, so like in some ways the roosters haven't come home to roost or the chickens haven't come home to roost yet. Right. Uh, and you see that with what he's proposing. It, he's not at all warning that, that, you know, we're going to have to scale back. Um, I actually thought the speaker and the Senate president, uh, and their kind of previews of the year to, to the globe and to, you know, other news outlets were much more, um, concerned or like issuing warnings about, Hey, you know, this is, we're not going to be able to spend lots of new money. In the governor's case, you know, he comes out, paints this rosy picture and says, things are good. You know, we, we need you to get on board and all that. Um, but it's very surprising that he's not kind of going out there and making the case. And I think one of the reasons why is the big splash in his state of the state address uh, or, or I guess the thing that he wanted people to really take away was this idea that you know you're going to raise per uh, you know per capita income twenty thousand dollars by twenty thirty. Now there's already been some holes poked in that, uh, but he he hasn't wanted to answer the question of hey what's your actual plan? It reminds me exactly last year of you know the education uh, initiative that he launched. He said we'll have a plan in a hundred days. A hundred days later, and really it was a bunch of goals that they issued, not plans. Uh, and I think he's kind of running into the same thing right now. And he doesn't, he, you know, he, he's probably going to hold back on doing a lot of media here. He doesn't do a ton of media, but anyone that's going to really poke holes or ask questions, I think he's going to hold off on and kind of cast as, uh, well, you're just being negative, which is kind of his MO. That is kind of his MO. Uh, Dan McGowan, is some of the things that, first of all, what do you just think of the whole delivery uh if we just step back for a moment i I just i you know listen i think it's fair to compare that after a couple years gina raimondo mastered the teleprompter governor mckee still stumbles with the teleprompter he still seemed he seemed very nervous and and what do you how did the whole thing of you know he's the coach of team rhode island just what what do you make of that whole that whole thing well he's not barack obama no uh he's you know and not gina raimondo in a lot of ways i think the thing about this is, is that um, one of the things that was different about about Gina Raimondo is, even though you know she had generally two people over the course of her tenure as governor um, helping her write her state of the state, Mike Raya, who's sort of a well known person among insiders, uh, wrote a couple of her first state of the states, and then Jen uh, Bogdan, who used to work at the Providence Journal, then went over to, to work for Gina Raimondo, wrote I think the last couple. Um, one of the things that they were very good at was not kind of just repeating, you know, we all knew the Gina from Gina from Smithfield story, right? But they didn't, they didn't 
harp on that every single year the same story in this case i think what you see with with governor mckee is his people who who kind of have written you know his first couple of speeches kind of have only a couple of things to go back to he was a basketball coach right he you know he was a small business owner 39 cities and towns you know those kind of things and you see those themes kind of um you know, just throughout his his speech. You're right. His delivery is not particularly good. He can't really tell. He's not great at telling a joke or, you know, you know, making people crack up. I do think he comes across as a very kind of typical Rhode Islander. I think he, that's always been his skill that people sort of, you know, there, there's a likability to him because he has the accent and he sort of has that, uh, you know, a little bit of the aw shucks, uh, you know, kind of uh, thing going for him it's a little bit like link chafee except link chafee was never like somebody who uh who people felt like they were kind of aligned with because he was obviously like in a different stratosphere of wealth um dan mckee feels like the kind of guy that you might see you know you might play pick up basketball with or uh you know or you know see at the bar you know on any given night uh, and so that that works to some degree but what it doesn't do is when you try to you know, tell a story that is fairly lofty and you try to really like, you know, raise people's hopes. Um, he's just not that good at it. Doesn't, there's no moment in that speech where I said, where, where you get, you know, all the feels, the, the way you would get with a Barack Obama, obviously. Um, and, and even with a Gina Raimondo who had a coherent story to tell, it always had like a good, uh, again, a good follow-up, as I was saying before, uh, to it. She was, she was, yeah, I remember very well the, 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 the most, you know, clear examples when she proposed the, you know, the free college program at CCRI. I mean, she was on a mission for days and days and days after really weeks. Once they proposed, they said, we are all in on this. Right. We don't care what, we don't care what you do with the rest of the budget, uh, you know, uh, Speaker Mattiello uh, at the time, but you're, we're going to do this. And if you're going to fight us with it, we're going to make sure that we flood, you know, all of the uh, committee meetings with, with people testifying why this is important. Uh, they had much, they were just much better about, uh, I think, gaming this out uh, and, and really coming up with a, a clear strategy than Governor McKee has. Governor McKee kind of relies on those writers who, you know, who tell the McKee story fairly well, but just not that good at really like inspiring everybody. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge, especially this time of year. So much going on. They always have a nice crowd right there. Full bar, large dining area right there in the lounge. Easy to get to, whether it's lunch or dinner. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Think of this, since 1994, that's right, celebrating the big anniversary this year, I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, and we, we like and enjoy talking to Dan McGowan about his work in the Boston Globe, others that write in the Boston Globe. There's a lot on Gerard Mayo, the new coach of the Patriots, but Dan McGowan, to borrow your phrase, the full McKee, that story in the Johnson Sunrise uh, they, that I saw that you did share on social media. Now, I don't consider that to be a competitor of the Boston Globe, the Johnson Sunrise. But, wow, the mayor of Johnson. Now, you know, you, you've talked about that feud between the two of them, between, you know, had been the father of the mayor of Johnson. Now it's the son. But him reaching out to Helena Folks, who then reached out to... Gina Raimondo, who reached out to Mayor Pete in order to get this done. I mean, that, you got to admit, that that's pretty good. Oh, it is pretty good. And, and credit to the Johnson Sunrise for, for being able to kind of nail down that story. And, and let's be honest about it. Well, you know, they, they ran and, and again, kudos to them. They, they went on sort of anonymous sources. It's fairly easy to see uh, at least one of the anonymous sources sure. there is likely the mayor, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, you know, Mayor, Ju- mayor Policina Jr. is, uh, you know, has obviously been very critical of Governor McKee. Um, and, and I think, you know, to, to get in there, hey, like we, you know, it's just such a twisting of the knife 
uh, as Helena folks, you know, re- starts to ramp up. By the way, uh, we're about two weeks from all these politicians having to report their uh, their last quarter fundraising for you know for the end of 2023. Uh, you're gonna see that that Helena folks actually raise some money. Um, so it's going to be the first time. It won't be a lot from what I'm from what I'm told, but you're going to see. Look, she's she's active, and it's there's no. No one's hiding it. I think Speaker Shikarchi told us in an interview, she has been very clear. She is running for governor. Um, and so I think you're going to start to see, you know, more of that. And, and boy, the, the, the key administration cannot be thrilled about this idea that, you know, not just I called, you know, called Helena Folks, but then you called Gina Raimondo, who obviously they have, they feel, uh, you know, ha- was not as helpful to him, certainly when he was lieutenant governor and then even in the transition. Um, not a great look. I think you're going to see more of those stories. And I think in 2024, you're going to see a lot of Helena folks. I think you're going to, you'll see her sneaking in as a quote to, to stories that the Globe writes and the Journal writes. Uh, you might start to see her on TV a little more, not in commercials, but wouldn't be surprised if she does, you know, an episode of Newsmakers uh, and, and starts to really, you know, kind of reintroduce herself to folks to say, hey, I'm here and it won't be long before uh, you're seeing a whole lot of me. Folks, we're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe and also this full coverage of it's a very tight race right now in New Hampshire with the, the primary coming up and again, a good good article to read though is uh his colleague ed fitzpatrick with mckee outlines game plan for rhode island but wall ball will remain in general assembly's court dan mcgowan one final question though i think i think it's interesting and uh ed fitzpatrick kind of went through this but you know the um the senate president and also the speaker as you said they, they've been pretty clear with where they stand on things it is a little surprising that the governor it's almost like he almost just disregards it and and threw it out in the state of the state such as like you know the assault weapon ban or you even have speaker sakachi saying hey listen this is going to be a tough budget we're going to have to start cutting some things i thought the assault weapons ban was an, it was a really interesting decision and it felt as though and i, I you know it, it, you can never really figure out how how these things, these budget these addresses are written that felt like a throw in right uh, it was kind of somewhat random it's a it's an appeal to like the you know the Democrat more left leaning base who does not usually identify with um, Governor McKee but you're right it is an interesting scenario because you know the question now becomes how much capital are you willing to risk are you going to fight with the Senate uh, the Senate president in particular who's just clear I mean Senate president doesn't hide at all this is a no-go for me um, and so you know there may be support for it in the chamber in both in, in both the Senate and the House but the Senate president doesn't want it it isn't going to happen um, and so, the you know, question becomes how much of a fight happens. Unfortunately, I mean, you, you know how this works. The In the next four, five, six months, God forbid, there's a mass shooting somewhere in this country uh, or a ma- major gun incident somewhere in Rhode Island. You start to ramp up that conversation and, and you know, maybe pressure, you know, the, the, the legislative leaders kind of give in to pressure on that. Without it, though, it doesn't. It, it doesn't end up a top of mind um, issue, and I think it kind of fades to black at the end of the session, which is another year where you don't have it. Um, so, big question will be how much do you want to do that? And then you're right. I think the other scenario. I mean, the Senate president's been a little more, um, I think, conservative or hesitant on housing bond. He's not. He's not entirely sold on a hundred million, uh, essentially, for Stephen Pryor, the the housing secretary, to uh, you know kind of play with. Um, so I think there's, there are some real questions. It is interesting. I mean, you know, Speaker Shikarchi kind of always does the same thing. I mean, his, his, I I could give his reaction to a budget or address or a, um, or a state of the state address in my sleep. I could write it without even talking to him. It's, you know, I thought it was a good speech and, you know, we'll really see how this, this plays out when May revenues come in. I mean, that's, that's essentially what he says every year, no matter who is in charge. And I think it is true. I think they want to see, you know, where things are going to work. The bonds are, are a little easier to do because money's coming off the books, state debt's coming off the books. Um, some of the other initiatives, cutting some of those ticky-tack fees, you know, those are things that are popular among small businesses, but they do add up really quickly. Uh, and so it would be interesting to see how much the legislature actually wants to take it up and, and, and actually you know, kind of reduce potential revenue. Like I said, those fees, cutting the corporate minimum tax, things that are popular among small business owners, but 
because they add up, you know, again, Speaker Shikarchi is looking at this and saying, boy, we got years, uh, the next couple of years where we're going to be in a really tight budget. Um, do we really want to be giving up revenue, any sort of revenue, um, at, at, at this moment? So that'll be an interesting debate to be had. And then, of course, you're going to get the progressive, you know, more progressive members of the legislature who are going to be saying, no, 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 we need to do more. We need to raise taxes on, you know, on the wealthy and things like that, which I think is, is a non-starter this year. Um, but that will be the debate in the chamber, in, in each chamber. Folks, the Globe also has full coverage of Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey, her <laughs> state of the state as well. Uh, folks, Dan McGowan, you can receive Roadmap. Today's title, Happy Budget Day. So, Dan McGowan, if you'd be so kind to explain to people and extend the offer how they can start getting Roadmap. Yeah, very simple. Everything John and I talk about ends up in Roadmap every single weekday. Uh, it's entirely free. It shows up in your inbox sometime around 8 a.m. Uh, send me a blank email. Easiest way to sign up. Send me a blank email to rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. I'll sign you up. rinewsglobe.com. Uh, and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning. Folks, he's Dan McGowan. Dan McGowan, great job. Feel better, and we'll talk to you again. Thanks, my friend. See ya. AJ, drywall, plaster, home improvement, call them today for a free quote. You can also find them on Facebook, 401-323-9252, 323-9252, AJ, drywall, plasters, home improvement, frame to finish basements. What a difference it'll make in your basement. Acoustic ceilings. Look how beautiful your ceiling could be. New homes, additions, also commercial rehabs, painting, remodeling contact them today it's a family-run business aj drywall plaster home improvements call for a free quote what a difference they'll make in your home your ceilings floors basements 401-323-9252 what a difference beautiful walls and ceilings 401-323-9252 you can also find them on facebook it's AJ Drywall Plaster and Home Improvements for your home or business. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So people are uh, still reacting to Governor McKee's his state of the state. And some things that people have kind of zeroed in on um, is just this whole business where he's going to be claiming he's going to be uh, raising income household incomes and it just it doesn't seem to fit and a lot of people are seemingly even struggling to try to explain how he's going to do that unless in fact he just means that he's going to be doing it um with with state workers but other than that i've heard a little bit of of talk that there's some people that they're they're trying to get it that they can actually, you know, earn more money just to start off with. But this just this this whole business of increasing the income by twenty thousand dollars in the next six years. Again, it's it's the governor that rolled it out. So therefore, it, it it's fair for people to then start to question. You know, are you talking about inflation or exactly how you're going to get to that? I think the, the McKee people don't seem to like the fact that when, then when he comes out with something and then people start to ask him about it, he, he doesn't seem to like that. Now, some of the things that were not discussed in Governor McKee's state of the state is that RIPTA is really like on a fiscal cliff. And on top of that, problems remain in east bay this is a good story channel 12 group of east bay legislators uh regular conference of updates about repairs to the washington bridge saying it is unbearable traffic in the east bay as i had said it's as if governor mckee almost doesn't want to acknowledge that that is a problem out there now i also want to give a uh, quick shout out to um dave garrigan I think he's from Cumberland, but he works at TF Green Airport and very, very nice. And one of my children was traveling uh, 
and you have to pass through. And uh, Dave was kind enough to say, oh, you know, yeah, I know your dad and I'm a fan of the program and so forth. So I did want to mention that. But this, there's this ongoing saga where Governor McKee now, um, I just don't, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out what the strategy is. He was kind of hunkered down before his state of the state. And he seems to be kind of picking where he's, you know, going to be going compared with Governor Healy, the governor of Massachusetts, she gave her state of the state. And one of the things she's talking about was lowering housing costs. I'm not sure how you do that unless you start to, it's just going to be a matter of inventory and you have to build up the inventory. Other than that, I don't, I don't see how you, you can't say to people, you got to, you got to charge less. And so both governors are kind of stuck on things that I'm not saying it's impossible, but it certainly isn't going to be easy. And folks, you know, the other story that's really out there is this snowplow driver in North Providence fatally struck this elderly woman, 71 years old. This guy's got a criminal record, Lloyd Card, hit her while he was clearing snow from the parking lot, Maple Gardens in North Providence. So he has not been criminally charged but he was driving with a suspended license, driving without insurance, and driving an unregistered vehicle. The question is, how did this individual that certainly has a criminal record, how, how does someone like that, who, who hired him to then plow there? So, I mean, we'll, we'll eventually talk about it with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. But, I mean, this is disgraceful that this individual who is known to law enforcement lengthy criminal record has uh, brought north providence police on some high-speed chases and this is who you hired to, to plow maple garden someone that doesn't even have um he's driving with a suspended license doesn't have insurance and it was an unregistered vehicle i would tend to think those might be three important things that you would look into before you decide to hire someone again just just a thought. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Stop in and see Marie, that historic white church. Shop local, inside, all quality products, vitamins, herbal remedies, trusted companies. They understand quality, integrity. It's My Health. It's all about your health, local products. I say ye. Honey, maple syrup, beef, fresh gum. You know, they carry over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products, and much more natural skincare products. Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's all about health for you, for your family. There's vitamins for children, all different types of teas, all different types of spices. Boy, what a difference it'll make. Shop local. Stop it and see the queen of health. It's Marie. And it's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Right in that historic white church. It's all about health. It's all about your health. And it's my health. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Jamie Dimon went on CNBC and talked about President Trump and talked about the economy, talked about immigration, talked about China. Now, I want to play this. This is someone carries a lot of weight. J.P. Morgan, CEO, Jamie Dimon. Listen to him on CNBC. Itself out over the next 12 months, this is an election year. We've been talking a lot about what just took place in Iowa yeah. and trying to understand how the American public is going to feel about the economy may ultimately uh, dictate how... Uh, the president is decided. Yes, I agree with that. I, I think it's a mistake to assume that everything's hunky-dory. And, you know, and when stock markets are up, it's kind of like this little drug we all feel. Like, it's just great. You know? But remember, we've had so much fiscal and monetary stimulation. So I'm a little more on the cautious side that we are facing a lot of things in, 20, in 24 or 25. And you, you mentioned Ukraine, the terrorist activity in Israel, the Red Sea, quantitative tightening, which I still question if we understand exactly how that works. I don't think we do. How QE actually worked. 
what the effect of negative, you know, zero rates was for all this time, uh, and obviously the politics. And, you know, and then the Ukrainian war is affecting oil, gas, food, migration. So you have all these very powerful forces that are going to be affecting us in 24 and 25. So if I was the government, I would be preparing for what I'm going to do about that, assuming things aren't good. And I just also want to point out, I, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA, you know, and you, if you travel this country, you know, and the country's unbelievable. We took our bus trip this year, and Leslie Picker was on Spokane and Boise and Bozeman. People are growing. They're hungry to grow. They're innovating. It's, it's everywhere. It's not just Silicon Valley. So we've got this great hand. But when people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump, and they think they're voting, and they're basically scapegoating them that you are like him. Uh, and, but I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. And if you look, just take a step back, be honest. He was kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, Trade, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't, th- I don't like no, what he did. No, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. When he, when he, yeah. he may have been right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like, but he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. And it's, I, I agree. It's done quite and, you know, the Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, not- hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really? Like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy, and, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election campaign. Boy, I mean, I could listen to him all day. He is 100% on the money. Jamie Dimon, J.P. Morgan CEO, 100% accurate. And I like that he was saying he was right about a lot of those things. Maybe people didn't like the way that he said it, but he was right about it. And it even goes on from there. This is here, Jamie Dimon, and talking at Davos and speaking about the border and border policies. And again, I think he is right about that. Destroy our country. And so I think the people who think that somehow this is okay, so now they're, you know, they're sending the... Uh, the migrants into New York and stuff like that. So all of my super liberal friends, now they realize what a problem is. Did it, did it have to be that? If you do not control the borders, you are going to destroy our country. And so I think the people who think that somehow this is okay, so now they're, you know, they're sending the, uh, the migrants into New York and stuff like that. So all of my super liberal friends, now they realize what a problem is. Did it, did it have to be that? You know, he's 100% right. And folks, again, I, you just you don't hear anyone talk about it when it comes to Rhode Island. I, the the uh, governor, uh, Coach McKee, won't talk about being a sanctuary state, the amount of illegals coming in. Um, you, and you don't even hear the Republicans, excuse me, yeah, the Republicans at the State House don't even talk about it. Now, he also talks about Bitcoin, which I also think is interesting. This guy is, um, he's so fascinating. So, but saying he sees no value in Bitcoin, please stop talking about it. And then he actually uses, he, well, I'm not going to play it actually because of the way it, it's not that bad, but, um, but he, he's just like, we, we need to stop talking about it. There, there's no value in it. And yet they all just keep talking about it. But I think he is, um, 100% right regarding President Trump, MAGA. You see it locally. You see it locally where you have Governor Coach McKee, Governor McKee and Matos, and they they don't hesitate to bash anyone who would vote for Trump. They don't hesitate with this. You know, what is Congressman Gabe Amo? What does he say? The MAGA Republicans. Sabina Matos is the worst. And these MAGA Republicans, she was blaming, quote, MAGA Republicans for her signature scandal. I think he is really impressive, Jamie Dimon. He's also, you know, we've talked about him quite a bit when we have uh, Donna Perry on. And he, he is someone 
that it's a voice that needs to be heard. You know, he picks his place spots. I think he's 100% on the money. You're just, you're insulting people. And people look back and President Trump was right about a lot of those things. Now, locally, you're going to be seen as if, you know, you need your head examined if you'd consider voting for him. Meanwhile, New Hampshire, you know, President Trump right now is is really going after Nikki Haley ahead of the New Hampshire primary. And Governor DeSantis has actually bailed out of New Hampshire. He's doing so poorly. He's suddenly going down to South Carolina. I'm not sure I understand that strategy, but I do want to just play this quick clip about the race uh, that appeared on ABC. You and Donald Trump and Nikki Haley are increasingly framing this as a two-person race right here in New Hampshire. The former president holding a rally here overnight, ramping up his attacks on Nikki Haley, insisting that if she is the Republican nominee, then they will lose the White House in races up and down the ballot in November. Haley was quick to respond on social media, pointing out that under Trump's presidency, Republicans lost the House, the Senate, and eventually the White House. The former South Carolina governor is trailing Trump in this state by six single digits, but the former president still holds a pretty wide lead nationally. In our new ABC News Ipsos poll, 80% of Republicans believe that Trump has the best chance of winning in November. So where does that leave Florida Governor Ron DeSantis? Well, this morning we have learned that he is shifting his resources to South Carolina, moving most of his staff to that state. He'll spend the final weekend before the New Hampshire primary campaigning in South Carolina, even though that contest is still five weeks away. DeSantis still insisting that if Trump Trump is the nominee. This election will be all about his legal drama. But that is exactly what the former president is campaigning on. It is the cornerstone of his 2024 message. George. I'm not sure I understand the strategy of Governor DeSantis. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. <music> Propane Plus. Call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508 508- 252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, Propane Plus Heating and Cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson Family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. I want to highlight... Great reporting by the Johnston Sunrise and what he has laid out, and they have laid out, I should say. Um, it's it's really interesting with some of the politics that are playing out regarding Coach McKee, since he's no longer Governor McKee, and the mayor of Johnston. Now, there's bad blood between... Governor McKee, it started off as bad blood between Governor McKee, Coach McKee, and the former mayor of Johnston, Policina, who I like, as a matter of fact. And now his son has taken over. So the bad blood continues. By the way, the mayor of Johnston at one point was in the McKee administration and then left to run for mayor. And I'm not, I don't remember exactly how things broke down, but things certainly broke down. But listen to this. So the reporter, Rory Schuler, talks about this. And, and this is important to know. Belfield Drive in Johnson cuts off 10 Johnson homes, 30 residents. The water's still waist deep, starting to freeze. And it's cutting them off. Emergency services, fuel, food deliveries. So you've been hearing about that. Police officers came in, huge truck, talked about evacuations. So as all this is playing out in the background of the storm, the mayor and their people, they're reaching out to the state and the McKee people for help, and they don't give them any help. So listen to how this plays out. So Friday evening, residents of Belfield, Belfield Drive stranded 
As a result of the flooding, they were evacuated. <clears throat> the deepened portion, the water level measured 40 inches in depth. So it was even difficult for the military Humvee to travel through the flooded area. So the town was in the process working with members of the Rhode Island DOT, the Federal Highway Administration, to install an emergency access road at the end of Belfield Drive for use by emergency personnel. And it's proven to be more difficult than expected. So Belfield Drive's a dead-end street. You can hear traffic passing on Interstate 295, very, very close to that. So the town wanted to start uh, construction on a temporary access road on Monday, January 15th. But over the weekend, they were informed of regulation, which went into 2017, restricts the temporary construction of roadways connecting to interstate highways, according to the mayor. Regulation prohibits any such construction of a temporary access road, similar to the one that was constructed 2010. So this is where it gets interesting. So several sources confirm Mayor Policina had been trying to get help from Governor McKee's office throughout the weekend, but the governor's office was slow to offer solutions. So the mayor had 30 constituents who are unreachable by emergency vehicles and minutes mattered. So he contacted the state's federal delegation. They were on it, but once again, it was a holiday weekend. And this is just this past weekend. Inaccessible neighborhood was unacceptable. Town needed vehicle access the water was now too deep for the humvee to cross and this was even it had not fully receded from the december 18th storm so after striking out at the governor's office mayor policina works back channels to reach dc starting with helena folks <laughs> mckee's democrat rival who beat him in day of voting in 2022 folks serves on johnson school bu school building committee connected town officials wait for it with former rhode island governor gina raimondo who's now serves as rhode island secretary of commerce raimondo connected policy to mayor johnson's office to u.s secretary of transportation mayor pete wednesday morning policy provided an emergency agreement he signed with the rhode island department of transportation approval for the temporary emergency lock gate access 295 from Belfield Avenue in Johnston, which ultimately permitted the town start construction 6 o'clock Wednesday morning. Governor McKee's press secretary, formerly of Channel 6, Olivia DeRocha, provided a statement recapping the state government's efforts to help Johnston's flooded property owners. But the document itself indicates the agreement was only secured after Mayor Policina spoke with Federal Highway. <laughs> Policina wouldn't comment on his conversation with the feds. Instead, he thanked the Ocean State Federal Delegation, Magaziner, Reed, White House, for their continued support. He estimated the access road will cost the town 500000 I'll do what I can to help, Policina. I can never do this again. Last week, as the fresh rain fell, Johnston received a small dose of good news, federal disaster declaration from earlier storms. Folks, the bottom line here, is look what it took where they had to go around governor mckee have helena folks in an emergency over a holiday weekend reach out to ramundo who then puts gets mayor pete into the loop and then they jump start it and then by the time mckee gets involved it's already in motion folks this is as i would Dan McGowan is called, I'm going to quote, but it's the full McKee. This just shows, you know, all of this talk about it's Team Rhode Island and he's the coach. Is is Johnston, are they part of Team Rhode Island? Are they not part of Team Rhode Island? Like, what is this? Look at that. That's a real emergency. And the fact that, see, this goes back to a lot of the criticism of Governor McKee is he's very thin-skinned and holds grudges and... He still, this grudge, he was content seemingly to sit back and let the mayor of Johnston and his residents um, grind it out as opposed to jumping in to try to rectify the situation. So now that doesn't sound like a leader to me. That sounds like someone very vindictive. So for all this talk of Team McKee and he's the coach <laughs> and everything else, 
if if you take uh, Mayor Palacina, if Helena folks had not jumped into the mix, if Gina Raimondo was not Commerce Secretary, you're not getting to Mayor Pete, then none of this happens. So on this particular situation, it's a win for Mayor Palacina, the mayor of Johnston, and McKee seething over the whole thing. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Do you need a good plumber? I found the best plumber, JMB Plumbing. Call them today, all your plumbing needs, 401 743 9153. JMB Plumbing. They've been providing plumbing services for years. Skilled professionals stand behind their work. Guarantee you will be happy. Maybe it's repairing damaged water pipes, repair clogged pipelines, maybe replace a, a water heater, as well as all your plumbing needs. Call them now. It's JMB Plumbing, 401 743 9153. Nothing throws off your life or your home or your business. When you need plumbing service, you need someone reliable, someone who's professional, someone who'll handle the job and do it right. It's JMB Plumbing. Call them today. 401-743-9153. JMB Plumbing. And look for them on Facebook. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. There's a lot of talk already about the Trump-Biden rematch or, you know, that's going to be it, the rematch for 2024. But what no one, that not a lot is talking about, and the media is missing, is President Trump has, to me, a secret weapon. And the secret weapon he has is Vice President Kamala Harris. Because no person, no person with a brain, no thinking person would want her anywhere near the White House. And when you have President Biden's going to be 82 in November, um, she, I believe, will become the focal point. She was on The View. Let's go to Vice President Kamala Harris discussing the campaign on The View. The other side, sure. because some heavy-hitting uh, Democrats are sounding the alarm behind closed doors. Uh, President Obama reportedly has said that he thinks the Biden campaign is too complacent when it comes to Trump. Uh, Representative Jim Clyburn has said the campaign isn't breaking through the MAGA wall. Um, Michelle Obama says she's terrified, as we are, uh, about the potential outcome of the election. Now, are, are you scared, first of all, what could happen if Trump ever became, God forbid, president again? And what are you going to do to stop the crazies? I am scared as heck. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I'm traveling our country. You know, there's an old saying that there are only two ways to run mm. for office, either without an opponent or scared. So on all of those points, yes, we should all be scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But as we know, and certainly this is a, a table of very powerful women, we don't run away from something when we're scared. We fight back against it. Mm -hmm. That's right. right? So many of us know when we are scared for the future of our children, do we then stay in bed with the covers over our head? No. No. We can't. We can't. <laughs> cannot. No. We cannot. No. And this is where this election requires, rightly, that President Biden and I and, and all of us who are part of this administration, we got to earn re-election. There is no question. We got to be on the road. Listen, since the, in the last two weeks, I've been to... Georgia, I've been to Nevada, I've been to North Carolina, I've been to South Carolina twice in the first two weeks of this year. I will be out on the road. We have to earn the reelect and we have to communicate what we have achieved. Yes. And, and that is going to be one of our big challenges. We've done a lot of good work. We need to net, let people know who brung it to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and so God. <clears throat> you know, she, um, that is the vice president of the United States. She certainly has not gotten any better. She has not gotten any better in any way. And she's scared as heck, as she says. Now, an interesting dynamic, though, was then Fox News contributor Kaylee McEnany was praising for her on Fox 
for the vice president's views, I believe, on abortion. I just want to play this cut. And I'll get to abortion in just a moment, but I disagreed with almost everything she said in this interview. I will say it was one of her better interviews when it came to style. She's been clearly doing some sort of media training, and she's been deployed to hit three buckets. Progressives, where she has more credibility than Joe Biden. She did that today. She talked about Israel and Gaza. Young people, she's been going to campuses. She hit that today in this interview. She talked about, she literally said, I love Gen Z. I love Gen Z. Kept bringing up student loans. And then women. She's on a show whose audience is mainly women. You just saw it. She brought up abortion again and again and again. Even when she was given low-hanging fruit, she was asked about January 6th and 91 indictments against Trump. She pivoted right back to abortion because she knows what is true, which is the GOP has lost every single abortion ballot initiative post-Roe, every single one. Ohio, Kansas, not only that record turnout, Vox, more Kansas voted on abortion referendum than in any primary election in Kansas history. New York Times, twice as many people voted on Ohio measure that cast ballots in primaries for governor, Senate, and House. She knows abortion ballot initiatives will be on 10 states at least, and swing states. So she wants to drive young women to the polls. This is why I've implored the GOP as someone who is pro-life myself and adamantly so, speak from a place of compassion, which I've been watching Governor Ron DeSantis. He has. He talks about hearing his daughter's heartbeat. And not only that, speak to be pro-mother, not just pro-baby, pro-mother. And Governor DeSantis, his last interview, he said, I made child care products tax-free in the state of Florida. I am going to be an advocate for maternal health care. We as a party must do that because what Kamala is doing, right or wrong, is very powerful among young women. You know, that... um. That's an excellent observation. She is very, very experienced. Keep in mind, Kaylee McEnany, Harvard grad. But what she just laid out is how they're going to use Harris in the campaign, which is, in essence, to really just target, as she said, college students and young people. Let's go back to The View, where they're talking about President Biden and you know, I, I listen, this is obviously a favorable audience, but they bring up some of the obvious, which is just his his mental decline. Biden getting the bad rap and not Trump. I don't get it. Well, first of all, let me just address the issue directly, I, because I spend a lot of time with our president, be it in the Oval Office, the Situation Room, you name it. We have a president in Joe Biden who is forward thinking in a way that we've not seen in a long time no one believes that she may say that but when you have 75 percent of the country feels that he his mental decline is way down i don't see how you come back from that i don't see how i don't because i think it's it's only going to get worse and I also, the more you watch him now, every time he, in fact, is going to appear somewhere, you start to look to see if there's going to be some kind of a flub. I don't, I don't see how they get around that, and I think there's going to be more of that. Now, Nikki Haley's also discussed on The View with Vice President Harris. I want to play some of that. This country has never been a racist country. So let me ask you directly. <laughs> do you agree that america has never been a racist country you know i first of all and, and i think everyone agrees we all agree um the issue of race in america is not something that should be the subject of a soundbite right the history of racism in america should never be the subject of a soundbite or a, a, a question that is meant to elicit a one-sentence answer but there is no denying that we have in our history as a nation, racism. And that racism has played a role in the history of our nation. And when I think about it, I, I think we all would agree that while um, it is part of our past and, and, the, and we see vestiges of it today, we should also be committed collectively to not letting it define the future of our country. But we cannot get to a place of progress on the issue of race by denying the existence of racism, by denying the history of She can lecture all she wants. People are just tuning out on that. I think they're tuning out on it. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. 
When it comes to insurance, you need a neighbor, a partner, and friend. You need Chapa Insurance Agency. They're located right on Reservoir Avenue in Cranston. Call today, free consultation, 401-900-INSU, 401-900-4678, Chapa Insurance, SIA. Stephen, very experienced, whether it's auto, home, renters, business insurance, flood, recreational, umbrella, any other protection for your assets, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, Shapa Insurance Agency, your agency of choice. Call today, set up a meeting. They're so knowledgeable, can have everything under one roof. Call Shapa Insurance today, 401 900 insu or 401-900-4678 look for them on facebook again located reservoir avenue in cranston shapa insurance agency your neighbor your partner your friend one-stop insurance solutions unique health now is the time end of one year beginning of the next set up a free consultation no obligation contact sandra at unique health the right in warwick 401-826-8474 unique health with their coaching they will help you take off the weight allows the body rid itself harmful chemicals unique health is here this is the time you will see rapid aggressive weight loss that can last a lifetime it will target that stubborn fat do it for yourself do it for your family take off the pounds remember it's not a diet change it's a lifestyle change contact unique health learn about a free seminar 401-269-9155-401-269-9155 for unique health call sandra today sustainable weight loss the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln lunch dinner drinks in the lounge especially this time of year so much going on they always have a nice crowd right there full bar large dining area right there in the lounge easy to get to whether it's lunch or dinner a great meal is waiting for you at the lodge pub and eatery think of this since 1994 that's right celebrating the big anniversary this year i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln you're listening to the john DePietro show folks i always tout our website just because it has exclusive stories and video it has links to on the scene live stream remember there's no uh, vowel i it's d-e-p-e-t-r-o.com dpetro.com you can also reach me that way if you'd like to get in touch with me dpetro.com log on and then links to facebook and youtube everything we have it's all waiting for you right there at the website 